Welcome back to the Encounter Radio Show with Bill Reeser on 99.1 FM, life-changing radio, WJMM. So grateful that you tune in each and every day. Uh, And I want to welcome all of our listeners to this uh, Tuesday morning uh, radio program. Tonight is a big night if you're listening because tonight is an orientation um, for the Encounter Bible Study at Church of the Savior on 1301 Brandon Road. You don't need to sign up. You don't need an appointment. All you have to do is show up at 630 into one of our multi-purpose rooms uh, and look for the Encounter Bible Study. And there'll be a bunch of people there that are going to go through an orientation and hear what it means to work the Encounter Bible Study. It's a 12-lesson study that takes about 14 to 15 weeks to complete. You'll do it with other people courageous people there'll be a men's bible study there'll be a women's bible study i hope you show up tonight for that orientation because the following week on the following tuesday will be the first anchor and the first lesson that you'll come in and share the work with other people that you've done uh and this week we've been working yesterday we kicked off the encounter uh, radio shows for this week uh, teaching about anchor eight which is such a critical anchor. Choose the freedom of forgiveness to experience the healing peace of God. And we were talking about the Lord's Prayer, where Jesus taught us how to pray. And then he's, the issue of forgiveness is the only thing that Jesus brought up twice in the Lord's Prayer. And just to make sure there was no misunderstanding, he said in Matthew 6, 14 to 15, for if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. This is a big deal. Jesus said we should ask God to forgive us in the same way that we've forgiven others. Think about that. It means you can't go halfway in forgiveness. God doesn't forgive you halfway. It means you can't hold a grudge against someone or hold on to the offense. God doesn't hold on to all the things you have done to him when he forgives you. It means that every sin committed against you is forgivable. Did you hear what I just said? Every sin committed against you is forgivable, just like every sin you've committed against God is forgivable. God forgives everyone who will ask for his forgiveness, regardless of how bad that sin was. Jesus said, And gives us this command to follow him. Everything he calls us to do, he did first. Jesus was treated in the most depraved manner anyone could ever be treated. He was mocked and beaten. His skin was torn from his body. He was nailed to a cross as an innocent man. He was even taunted as he hung hung on that cross. And even during all that, his love caused him to stay on that cross and in the midst of all that abuse mockery and pain and suffering Jesus yells out these words father forgive them for they don't know what they're doing friends if he can forgive like that he can certainly give you the ability to forgive others even those you may consider unforgivable and as a reminder Isaiah 53, 5-6 tells us exactly what he did for us. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. 
The punishment, the punishment that brought us peace was on him. And by his wounds, we are healed. We all like sheep have gone astray. Each of us has turned to our own way. And the Lord laid on him the iniquity, the sins of us all. Pastor John Wesley told a story about a man who came to him and said, I will never forgive. I'll never forgive that person for what they did to me. And here's what Wesley said in response. Then I hope you never sin. See, he knew that Jesus' instruction to follow him, including forgiving others as he had forgiven them. See, we all need what we don't want to give, and that's forgiveness. Jesus gave us this story in Mark 11, 22 to 25. He tells us, he was telling the disciples, and he tells us today, have faith in God. Jesus answered, truly, I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in their heart, but believes that what they say will happen, it'll be done for them. I mean, this is an incredible promise. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it'll be yours. Wow. This is one of the, one of the greatest prayer promises in all of Scripture. But then he says this, But when you stand praying, if you hold, any, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them, so that your Father in heaven may forgive your sins too. See, recovering effectively from any hurt in life requires obedience in the area of forgiveness. And Jesus teaches that faith in God gives you power and authority for dealing with difficult things in your life. But he also tags forgiveness as a component of this equation. That's because he's interested in your complete healing, not partial healing, not temporary healing, your complete healing. And he wants you to overcome the difficult mountains in your life, your hurts, your habits, your sins. And forgiveness is a necessary ingredient for freedom. You see, all the, every promise linked to the area of recovery and God breaking chains in our lives, pulling down strongholds, are linked to this issue of being obedient in the area of forgiveness. It's not just forgiveness. It's loving others the same way that God loves others. So we're, we're not only to be grace recipients and grace dispensers, receive God's grace and give out God's grace, but we're to receive God's love and give out God's love. 1 John 2, 9-11 through 11 puts it this way, Anyone claims to be in the light but hates a brother or sister still in the darkness. Anyone who loves their brother and sister lives in the light. And there is nothing in them to make them stumble. Did you catch that? But anyone who hates a brother or sister is in the darkness and walks around in the darkness. They do not know where they're going because the darkness has blinded them. You know what's sad about that scripture? I see people in the church bound by bitterness, not liberated by God's grace. Yeah, they may have asked for God's grace for their own sins, for their own life. They may just be sitting every day in church with their ticket punched to heaven. But the chains of hell have got them locked up because of unforgiveness in their heart. 
I mean, they may go around saying the joy of the Lord is my strength, but somebody really needs to tell their face because you can just see it in their countenance. You can see it in their demeanor. And bitter people can be toxic and poisonous to be around. See, unforgiveness will keep you in the dark. It'll prevent you from experiencing the peace of God, which is a miracle. It'll keep you from being in the will of God. In fact, unforgiveness has the potential to destroy you. A resentful heart traps you in a dysfunctional cycle of sin and total defeat. When you're angry, bitter, resentful, and unforgiving towards someone, watch this, you're only hurting yourself. You're not hurting them. There's no cost-benefit to it whatsoever. As you replay the offense over and over in your mind, you create mental and spiritual anguish. Resentment can also cause health issues. Your stomach can feel the ill effects of swallowing bitterness. It can become like a cancer that eats you alive. Resentment is an emotional poison with spiritual and physical consequences. It leaks into your soul and can lead to depression, stress, fatigue, joint pain, back pain, stomach problems, and other potentially serious diseases. And chances are high that the person you are refusing to forgive is most likely oblivious to the turmoil you're experiencing. The person you're allowing to continue to hurt you, they may not even be here anymore. They may be dead, but they're still living rent-free in your mind. And I think it's time to evict the offender by forgiving them, thereby freeing your life of their damaging effect. So who's living rent-free in your head still causing you pain that you need to evict in Jesus' name by, by forgiving them and releasing them? See, resentment cannot change the past. It rarely even hurts the person who hurt you. and never makes you feel any better. Have you ever known anyone to say, oh, I feel so much better carrying around this bitterness? Oh, it's like someone walking into Starbucks. I'll, I'll just have a caramel macchiato with an extra espresso shot and give me two extra shots of bitterness today because I don't think I'm going to make it through today without an extra shot of bitterness. You know, there are people... Sounds funny, but there are people who walk around every day with an extra measure of bitterness because they don't have peace, they don't have love, they don't have joy, they don't have healing in their lives. They're locked out of everything that God wants to do in their lives, and they don't even realize it. See, resentment can make you toxic, can lead you to gossip, it can make you skeptical, or even, I've seen this, create a critical spirit or even an entitled mindset. It can destroy relationships. It can destroy families. It can destroy businesses. I've seen it destroy ministries and churches. Resentment is a trick and a tool that Satan uses to destroy believers. See, when you choose to forgive others the way Jesus forgives, you're choosing freedom. The path may be difficult, but it's, it's a great path. Jesus is intent upon reconciling you to God. And when you follow his commands, one of the amazing benefits is that he reconciles you to others as well. It's wonderful to live your life as an open book with every single account with other people completely closed because you've forgiven them in Jesus' name. So let's talk, and I'm going to talk more tomorrow about this, what forgiveness is, what it's not, and some of the misconceptions about forgiveness. So what exactly is forgiveness? You probably heard a lot of opinions and thoughts on the subject. Some may be true. Some others may not be true. 
But let's consider what forgiveness is and what it's not. See, forgiveness is not forgetting. Forgiving someone doesn't mean agreeing that what they did was no big deal. It was a big deal. It hurt. To shrug it away or deny it, that's just being dishonest. Hurts, well, they leave scars. And many of us have the scars to prove it. You may never forget a wrong, but you don't have to be paralyzed by it. When God says he doesn't remember our sins, it's not because he has amnesia. He's simply telling you that he doesn't hold your past sin against you anymore or over you. And God releases the debt of your sin. And although you may not forget the hurt to forgive, you have to release the debt. So forgiveness is not forgetting. Next, forgiveness is actually a choice. Some people hold on to their anger in an attempt to protect themselves against further hurt. Others may want revenge for what was done to them. They withhold forgiveness, hoping the other person will somehow feel as much pain as they have caused. These people only bring themselves more pain. Instead, instead I want to encourage you, allow God to work in the other person's life. That's his job, not yours. You let the person off your hook. And as long as you refuse to forgive them, friends, you're still hooked to them. You're chained to your past, bound up in bitterness. By forgiving, you free yourself and trust that God will deal with them justly and fairly. And so as we wrap up today's Encounter radio show, speaking about what forgiveness is and what it's not, that's an, that's an argument that we're going to lose every time. Lord, you don't know what they've done to me. The Lord does. Because whatever they've done to you, they've done to him a hundred times over. That's how much God has forgiven you. That's how much God loves you. Tune in tomorrow as we talk more about forgiveness on the Encounter Radio Show with Bill Reeser.